I had uh, was teasing in the bulletin y'all get an at-home hobby kit. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I thought I'd put that article by Henry of Paul and Paul Mahan's bulletin in our bulletin a couple months ago, and I haven't. I haven't. I've read it fifty times in my life, and um, I wanted y'all to have that. And uh, but yeah, so about four years ago, he had that bulletin. It was just such a blessing to me. Every little, just the note in the top. He said we're not having services Wednesday, and somebody provided for him the Mayhans and the Edmondsons to go to have a little vacation. And I want to. He that was a good bulletin, and it, I want to have a good bulletin. <laughs> I want that. But it's good, good instruction to us too. And then, like as that article Greg was in there, I have a desire to make people glad. Uh, with the preaching of the gospel. But if that's not to be so, my job doesn't change. <laughs> I tell the truth. This morning, I don't really have a text for you. I guess that's a little more fit as to the preachers of old. They would just get up and talk to you. Uh, I talked to one of my friends the other day, another believer, and basically told him everything I was going to tell you this morning. And I just want to talk to you for this first hour. I hope I don't go long. Uh, and if it's real short, I pray the Lord blesses it. But I'd worked so hard on Joseph revealing himself to his brothers. And, and I wanted to be pointed with that. The only way someone is saved is if Christ reveals himself to that person. He's salvation. There's a lot of things that happen. Whenever that happens. As soon as we think we got it dialed in, we have a systematic theology that's watertight. You go read about John the Baptist having the Holy Ghost from the womb. <laughs> we ain't going to put the Lord in the box. Now, we know some of his ways. We understand what happened to us through our experiences and what his word says. But the Lord's worked in some people. And, and just as my friend had a bulletin that was instructive and good, I was taught things. Me and Frank was talking about that the other day. Uh, our pastor taught us things. He told us Ouija boards was a big deal in the early 90s in eastern Kentucky. I don't know why. And I was like, what is that thing? <laughs> and my pastor stood up and he said, do you leave it alone? He said, I ain't saying there's no credence to him or nothing like that, but don't do that. Leave, mark it and avoid it. He told me what that meant. Then he went and preached the gospel to me. I remember those things. I remember those things. I want us to consider some things this morning. If you, if you got our uh, bulletin, if you look at that article I put in there, that's my outline. You have my notes, and we'll go through it together, okay? I was reading there in Haggai because Angus had preached out of Zechariah, despise not the day of small things. What's that? That's practical, too. God gave us a building... Well, we ain't got to sit out in the rain today. We ought to be thankful for that. I had running water to take a shower this morning, so I didn't smell too bad. We ought to be thankful for that. My allergies are so bad, I coughed and coughed and coughed and hope I don't cough while I'm preaching, that I got sick to my stomach, emptied myself, and my stomach's growling. I ought to be thankful for that. I said, something little, Lord gave it. He gave them little bitty allergies. I ought to be thankful for that. And I went to thinking of that, and I thought of Haggai coming through first. He was, I think, a good cop, bad cop is what we call in our day. He come through with a little bit rougher hand, only two chapters. And then Zechariah come right behind him and said, everything he said is right. He told you what the Lord said. Now, now let, me, let me explain it to you a little bit more, a little sweeter. 
And it says in Haggai 1.7, consider your ways. Haggai wasn't telling the people to consider their ways. He said, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. God told them. And I'm sure there was many there that said, Haggai is mean. Why is he coming here telling us stuff like that? Why is he telling me I ain't been saved forever and ever and ever and ever? Why are you telling me I'm such a good Christian? Why ain't, why ain't he being nice to me? He said what God said. Warned them. Y'all consider your ways. God's going to burn this place to the ground. He'll get a hold of you. That's caring and loving. That's good. What had happened there is the temple had been destroyed and they're going to rebuild it. And Zerubbabel had been told to have it rebuilt and told them fellas. And all the men of Israel, the elders said, well, it ain't time yet. Like, hey, we ain't going to get it as nice as it was before when Solomon had it. And it's just, we, we need to wait. You know, the weather's bad and it's a rough time of year. And I got crops. My kids are about out of high school. If I can just get them kids out of high school. Something. We're putting off building God's house. Putting it back. So Haggai came. And he said, y'all have sealed houses. That's real fancy cedar woodwork. Like board and batten. What nice root, I mean expensive, handcrafted. Small homes, it's wonderful and <laughs> cozy and the finest things. He said, you've got, you're living in that and God's house is just a foundation. Consider your ways, tells him twice. And he gets on to him. He says, it's the Lord's house. He ain't going to be robbed. But he said, told them, he said, consider your ways. And I thought a whole lot about it. That ain't just building that house. And it ain't just, but that's me today. I wasn't alive back then, and you wasn't alive back then. I'm alive right now. That word's to us. The Lord said it. He said it once. It's true forever. Consider your ways. So I consider my ways. I thought about that a lot. What should I think about? The ways the whole of me. Let this mind be in you. Is that right? What Paul, or Peter told us? What should a believer think about all day long? When you're at a doctor's office, what should you think about? When you're at the insurance company, what should you think? When you're at work, when you're at work, when you're at school, while you're at home, what should you think about? God tells us. I heard somebody, I don't know who it was, I heard it secondhand. Somebody told us, don't you tell me what to think. <laughs> I won't. God will. <laughs> Shoot the messenger if you want to. I don't care. You send me home. God tells us how to think. He does. Peter said, let this mind be in you. What mind? He said, consider your ways. What ways? What am I to consider? He tells us. Isn't that kind? We've offended a holy God. And he bought us with his blood. And he's revealed himself to us. And he teaches us things about him. This is a privilege. A privilege. Go into all the He gave us that commission, all of us, not just me, you too. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples, baptize them. They, if they believe they'll be, they'll be baptized, they'll tell you about it. The Ethiopian eunuch did. He said, what keeps me from being baptized? There's water. And then teach them. Teach them all my commandments. Teach them all my words, everything I've said. Tell them things to consider. I'm going to tell you things to ponder on. What are we to consider? That word consider in Haggai 1.7 and 1.9, it means to exercise the mind. I'm going to do some mental push-ups this morning. We're going to exercise our mind. And that's by fully observing. To fully observe it. To behold, to discover, to perceive. 
Do you ever perceive? I'm going to tell you what to perceive because God's going to tell us what to perceive. That's important, isn't it? Turn over to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. These things, every bit of them, I want, I have an earnest desire. My new man desires to consider these things morning, noon, and night, left, right, and center. He tells me to. I want to. I want you to. And if you're considering these things, I'll give you the end up front. If you're considering these things and I'm considering these things, guess what we're doing? We're evenly yoked. We're probably pulling something. (laughs) We're walking hand in hand. We're in agreement. That's good. That's good. We're to consider things that are much larger than we are. We're so prone to consider ourselves. Not just our ways, but us, me. I'm the most important person I've ever met. (laughs) And that's true if I was all alone on an island, isn't it? And that's the nature. We're to consider things bigger than us. That we might consider how small we truly are. Look here at Psalm 8. David did. Psalm 8, verse 3. He said, when I consider thy heavens, that's this whole universe. How big this universe is. How big this globe we're on is. I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. I read an article the other day about why they think the moon formed. Uh, God formed it. (laughs) Here's why they think it stays there. Because he wants it there. That's why it's orbiting us. He put it there. Consider that. Think about it. It's the same physics to remove an electron from the orbit around a nucleus as it is to take that moon out from orbit around that earth. Our God changes not. That's what I said when I was in math class. (laughs) That's beautiful. Look at his hand. David considered, he said, I considered thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Go outside and look up. What is man that thou art mindful of him? A a chaplain told my pastor in Louisiana when he was in boot camp in World War II, probably the only good thing ever come out of his mouth. (laughs) That chaplain told him, he said, you take an orange, hold it in your hand. Imagine how orange orange is the earth. And then you draw North America on it. Wouldn't be that big, would it? Now draw Louisiana on it. Draw California. California's a long state. Draw California into proportion on an orange. It's a sliver. Width of a Sharpie line. Now find San Diego County on that orange. Now find Hamul. Now find you. We ain't nothing. I ain't nothing. I'm a worm. Boy, we think we're the biggest, baddest worm that ever wiggled on this earth. <laughs> Not, look around. Go outside and look up. What is man? Verse 4, Psalm 8, verse 4, that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Think about those things. The Son of God came to visit us and to live for us. He was made a little lower than the angels, and he's been crowned with glory and honor. And because of that, us sons of Adam, he come and visited us. He revealed Christ to us. And and we're a little lower than the angels. We're down here. He's crowned us with glory and honor. What? 
That's amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? Think about that. You're stuck in traffic in a red light, and it won't change fast enough to suit you. Somebody cut in front of you at the grocery store. Think about that. Lord made me a shopping cart, so I don't, we call them buggies. He gave me a buggy so I don't have to carry groceries through a store. And then gave me groceries to put in it. And then he sent his son to die for his people. Think of that. Our Lord told us to consider those big things, things that are bigger than us so we feel small and we see what a majestic salvation he's given us. And he told us to consider things that are smaller than us. Because you're going to get sad when that happens. I get sad. Don't you? Do you feel all alone and itty-bitty and overwhelmed and anxious or anything else? Get worried? If I'm that little and he's that big, he ought to crush me. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I hope I don't have all this just here in my head. This ain't a head knowledge. I want this to be heart knowledge. Now, when that happens, you consider something smaller than you. Turn over to Luke 12. Luke chapter 12. When you think too big of yourself, you, look, you go outside and look up. You consider what the Lord's done, and that'll shrink you. And then when you're feeling so small that you think the Lord just looked right over you, look at something smaller than you. Think about ravens. Think about flowers. They're abundantly provided for. The Lord's provided for them. Look here in Luke 12, verse 22. He said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What a statement. <laughs> They'll kill me. Who cares? Don't worry about that. <laughs> take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens. You want to consider something? Look at a raven. They neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns, and God feedeth them. What's he talking about? I would I would have put this second, but the Lord listed it first, so that's how that's why I'm gonna, that's the order I'm gonna give it. That's right. What are ravens? They feed on dead things, don't they? They feed on dead. That's the goats. That's the heathen. That's the people. That's in parades all downtown that curse God, and that's the churches all around that you're friends with that used to be, and they won't talk to you no more. And they got pulpits and Bibles and they're feeding on death. God provides for them. He makes it rain on the just and the wicked, doesn't he? He gives them corn and, and green beans and hamburgers and everything else. He takes care of those that are at war with him. How much more are ye better than the fowls? That's just a bit old dirty bird. <laughs> Lord feeds it. And which of you can take thought, taking thought, that means considering. Which of you considering can add to his stature one cubit? Can you make yourself taller? Can you, can you make yourself more wealthy? Can you make yourself righteous? Can you make yourself a better Christian by good holy living? You know, he's talking to believers. You know better than that. Isn't he? He's talking to his disciples. He ain't talking to Joe Olstein in Texas. He's talking to his disciples. You know, you know that. You know that. God taught you that. You can't do that. Verse 26. If ye then, not being able to do that which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? You know you can't provide yourself life. Why are you worrying about everything else? Consider the lilies, how they grow. He grows them. How am I going to grow in grace? 
Same way the lilies grow. He did, he did it. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much more you, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, ye of little faith. What kind of clothes you got on? Well, I think it's from, I got this at Goodwill, but it looks kind of nice. These pants are from Walmart. No, not that. <laughs> you have a robe of righteousness. That's what's required. <laughs> That's what he gave. He required it, he gave it. Well, we're going to have beans and rice. What about them canned peas? It's $2 a can on sale. We can't, this body might have a famine and die. This soul ain't. He gave me a new heart. He'll provide for it. Look at verse 29. And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you have need of these things. He ain't forgot you. Remember, he didn't forget the raven. He didn't forget that little flower. He ain't forgot you. But rather, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have, give alms, provide yourselves bags which wax not old. What's that? A treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approaches. That what's given to you cannot be stolen. Neither moth corrupted. It ain't going to tarnish or rot or go away. Be concerned about that. Consider that. Think about that. The little bitty things. Now what a great thing he's put on us. He ain't forgot us. He said those bags which wax not old. That's what Haggai was talking about. He said in Haggai 1.5, Now therefore saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, you're not filled with drink. You clothe, but there's none that's warm. You earn wages, and those wages you put in bags with holes in them. Our Lord says, get you a good bag and don't grow old. Well, that, if, if it's going to be a bag that doesn't expire carnally, he's going to have to give that. <laughs> Everything here rots. You put it in that. Our cup would be another way of wording that. And that, my cup runneth over. Is yours? Verse 34 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Whatever you think about, that's what you're going to think about. I want to consider these things, don't you? What is all that? We consider things bigger than us, and we can, and then we seem so small, and we feel... Like the Lord look us over. And then we consider things smaller than us, and we realize He'll provide. He provided for those itty bitty things, for microbes in the ground. He's going to provide for me. Look at what He's already given us. <laughs> this world ain't nothing. Why? Christ. Now, what time you think about that big old universe? Who did that? Christ did. What time you think about them little bitty microbes in the ground? Who did that? Christ did. So think about Him. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider 
the apostle, the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. You think about him. What about him? <laughs> Who was faithful to him that appointed him. He was faithful to the Father. As also Moses was faithful in all his house. He fulfilled that which Moses did. He fulfilled the scriptures. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath labor, hath more honor than the house. For every house that is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. This is just a picture of Christ. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm to the end. He, he built his house. You consider him. He's the capital A apostle. He's the capital H high priest. And he's the capital B builder. He's building a house. That's what Haggai was talking about. <laughs> there was a physical tabernacle they had to rebuild on this earth. That was just a picture. That just showed what was to come. That that Christ would come and he would build his house, his church, his body. And he's going to fitly frame it together and it's going to be perfect. And not one pinky finger is going to be missing. And there ain't going to be an extra pinky finger nowhere. <laughs> it's just right. Think about him. Is that bad? Is that bad? I can't ever encourage somebody to go sit underneath a false gospel. And, and I always encourage somebody to sit underneath the gospel. At all costs. No matter what. That ain't, that ain't bad advice. You think about Christ and you get around them other people that's considering how little they are and how he takes care of little things like us and he did it all. He's building his house. That's good. That's, that's good advice. That, whether they ask for it or not, give it to them. We are to consider those things preached. The preaching of the gospel. The preaching of this Christ who has done all this. The king. By considering, not just the man that's preaching, but considering the message that God gave him to say. Don't get hung up on being mad at Haggai for coming down here and getting on to some folks. They need to get on to. He just said, thus saith the Lord of hosts. And he got through. He's like, what y'all want to do for lunch today? <laughs> you want to go out and eat? I said at our kitchen table that him and Zachariah probably said, I was like, man, my neighbor's got a rooster. Just wait. There's people. There's of like passions like us. Wakes me up every morning. Drive me crazy. There's stray cats running all over the place. That's just like us. But he had a message from God about God. A picture of Christ and him fulfilling the scripture. His person, his work, everything he did. Turn over to Hebrews 13. I'll hurry. Hebrews 13. There's some instruction given. There's some teaching going on. And these are good things. I ought to heed them. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Keep doing that. We, we used to talk all the time and hang out and visit one another. Yeah, keep doing that. I ain't done it in so long. I'm horrible about that. The longer I don't talk to somebody, the less likely I am to talk to them. Because I, I, like, I should have talked to them a whole lot longer, a whole lot sooner. And then I end up hiding <laughs> 
Let brotherly love continue. Do that. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Don't forget to entertain enemies neither. Remember that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Well, I, what if somebody said, I got nothing? I got Christ. He gave himself to me. That's everything. Well, I'm in prison and I'm naked. Well, maybe I'll freeze to death tonight and I can go be with him. That's a good thing, isn't it? So that we may boldly say, do all these things. Let brother love continue. Remember these things. Remember them that's in bonds. Don't, don't forget to entertain strangers. So that we may boldly say, the Lord's my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them. Consider them. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God. Like Haggai did. Thus saith the Lord. Here's what the Lord said. Remember, remember them. Pray for, pray for me. It'll benefit you. <laughs> benefit me too. There's no negatives. It's all positives. Paul said that often. Remember, pray for us, brethren. Pray for, pray for me. Whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. What's the end state? What's the why am I here? It ain't to get popular. It ain't to get wealthy. It ain't to make a bunch of friends. The end state of my conversation. Verse 8, Jesus Christ. Consider the, consider the message. Consider him. Christ Jesus, the same yesterday and today and forever. I, I want to listen. I talked to Brother Bruce Crabtree the other day, and he was saying what a blessing it was to be at the conference. He said, I get something out of preaching. I get something out of studying. Hey, ain't nothing like sitting and listening. And I could tell you what text they might be turning to next. A lot of times, somebody will preach, and they'll say, turn here, and I'll have it turned to the next page. <laughs> it's, it's halfway through the chapter. They're going to the second half of that chapter. I know they are. There it is. I'm already turned to it. Sing it again. <laughs> tell me one more time. I love it. That article in uh, Paul's bulletin by John Hall, the here I appreciate, one who prays for a blessing, one who's punctual, and that teaches the family beside them that this is important. I'm, why are you showing up early, Daddy? This is important. This is important. One who's got their Bible open, and they turn to it. That's a blessing. Those Bereans, they were wealthy, and they had to go home after the men stood up without notes and just, Told you what was going on this week, what the Lord put in their heart. And then they said, we have to go home and then go look that up ourselves. I'll send you my notes. Here's, here's the, there's scripture references and then bulletins next to everything that's in there. If you want to look at it, read it right there and then go look it up. That's a privilege, isn't it? Take a hymn book, sing along. We got something to sing about. One whose heart joins in prayer time. Pray, pray with us. One who remembers the presence of God and bears himself with reverence in a manner and conversation. One who looks for Christ and grace in the sermon and not rhetoric and elocution, fancy ways of talking and, and clever statements. Guilty. 
guilty. One who listens and takes a message to himself and has a comment afterward regarding the subject. So-and-so needs to hear that. You ever said that? I have. Maybe not you. I have. I, I wish so-and-so would have heard that. That would have been good for them, but they, they need to hear that because it had been bad for them. I need to hear it. You talking to me? No, God is. If he's with us, it ain't me. Tim, I, I pray it ain't me. I pray it ain't me. One who has a look and a word of Christian greeting for those near him in the church after the service. Hmm. Hebrews 13, verse 9. Be not carried about with divers and different and strange doctrines, for it's a good thing that the heart be established with grace. That's good. Consider these things. Not the meats and which have not profited them that's been occupied there, and not with the doing, and not with the keeping of the law, and not with getting the right doctrine, and not with sitting underneath the right man. It's good to consider these, these things of grace, the heart established. Now, with all these in mind, that's all things to think about, isn't it? Big stuff, little stuff, Christ, what he's done for us, uh, the message that's preached, attending it, being there. With all that in mind, the heavens, and we're on earth. He's in the heavens, we're on earth. And, and, and the heart, we don't even know our old heart, do we? It deceives us. But the Lord's provided even for them ravens and them little flowers because of Christ and considering him and considering his gospel he's given us. With that in mind, we're to consider one another. If he's done all that stuff for us and he give, put that mind in us to consider such things, we're to consider one another. Look back a couple pages of Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, verse 19. I hope it, the context of, I, I pick a little bit earlier in the text to read so we can kind of get, we, we have these verses, these little proof texts, right? We have bursitis. We can quote verses and we don't really know, have a good handle of what the context is. That brings reproach sometimes, don't it? Because of this fool. I don't want me, I don't want to be foolish. So I want to read a little bit before so we get the context of what's going on. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, who's he talking to, brethren? Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that's to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, he's sitting on his throne interceding for us right now. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. How can I do that? For he's faithful that promised. And let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Not tell people to go off and be by themselves in some other state. That's not good. Don't snowballs at me if you want to. God says it. But exhorting one another to come close, gather together. Be with the Lord's people. We'll consider him together. Worship him together. Sing together. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. That's what I want to do. That day's approaching. 
I guarantee you, I'm going to see the Lord sometime in the next 80 years. I won't make it past 120. I know it. He said so. That day is getting close. It ain't going to be as long as it has been. Then you look around, you consider the world around us. The Lord's coming. It has to be. I want to consider those things. That's the things I want to think about. I want to think how, how great he is, how little I am, how he provides for little tiny worms like me. That's good news. Consider him who came and hung on a cross for us. And then he is an ascension gift of Christ after he bore our sin and rose from the grave. He gave preachers. I'll tell you next hour where one's going to be at the end of this month. He gave preachers to give us gospel. And they ain't nothing. I promise. I want to go. I want to hear that gospel preached, and I want to consider you. I pray for you. I pray for your family. I pray for your children. I pray they come sit next to you in the pew, in love, and exhort one another. That's what I do. Do you want to consider these things? I pray He'll make give us a mind. Let that mind be in us to consider Him, consider us, consider what He's done for us. That'd be a good day, wouldn't it? Be a whole lot better than worry about a government shutdown. <laughs> the tax bill coming in April or something, wouldn't it? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. What good instruction you give your children. What a faithful father we have. What a faithful elder brother we have. What a faithful redeemer we have. What a faithful king. Thank you, Lord. Put this mind in us and don't let us be concerned about things of this earth and make us good stewards of what you put in our hand. Don't let us be a reproach to the gospel and to our family and friends. Don't let us lose our witness in this world, but keep our hearts set on things above, on Christ and him crucified and where he is and him building his church. Thank you for revealing these things to us, Lord. Don't let us take it for granted. Forgive us for what we are. Forgive us our unbelief. It's because of Christ we ask these things. Amen. All right.